0: With a slower ball, one of the great balls. Given the moment, given the batsman and given the match, that is a staggering gamble that's played off for Harmerson.
1: Hello, Villagers fans. We are returning for episode six after a slight break in proceedings. And we've
0: never been bigger, we've never been bigger, never been bigger. <laughs>
1: Uh, whilst I was saying om swastiasu to the uh, Balinese uh, uh, <laughs> locals on my holiday uh, we have had some new regions that were ticked off the list we are trying to get some villagers action to every corner of the globe <clears throat> um, which is really exciting boys isn't it
2: yeah I've um, I've heard we're now in Austria
1: we are so it's a massive uh, Goat. To our Austrian listeners, which is a Greek god, i have gone with the formal uh, Christian welcome in Austria. And we've also, this is a bizarre one to tick off, but it's, I'm glad we've got it out of the way early. A massive bonjour, comme allez vous, to our New Caledonian listeners, colonized by the French. So, uh, so a massive bonjour to, uh, oh, to totally our listeners. So, uh, so thanks. Yeah. Thanks for that. Um, it's been quite an impressive. eventful.
0: That's massive, pushing us up to about eight, nine percent of the world now. I think that's where we were. The last bob was eight percent of the world. So great.
1: So we can say we've a, the villagers have taken over nine percent of the world.
0: We're yeah. massive.
1: We are absolutely enormous. I want to see a Ni Hao to China this soon, <laughs> and then we've really cracked it.
0: Yeah. Well, we haven't had India either, and that's a, that's a, they've got a billion people there, so that would be. A,
2: yeah. So, if anyone's real, listening. Uh, and, and can build the village in China or India that's our goal for the next pod and both bloody love-
0: need a need a village's building because they're largely in decline so yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> I bloody
1: love a Chinese listener Boy, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's been a very um, very busy week I've been away on holiday in Indonesia um Tom, you've had a day on you, mate. Today, haven't you?
0: Yeah, not one of my finest moments. Uh, it's probably very apt, as we've sort of spoke about that. I, uh, twenty minutes into being in goal for our team, I got completely knocked out and was, uh, yeah, dead to the world for about five seconds. <laughs> what happened? Uh, so it started when uh, we were in the warm up, and I was, and I run the warm ups for the team I play for, and. Uh, one of the lads had turned up late and we were doing long passes warm up. So just kicking the ball. I didn't see him run and I booted the ball and hit him straight in the dick. So he was just fuming about that. And then uh, 20 minutes into the game, the uh, ball got sent over the top. I ran out of the goal to try and claim it. And the lad, the said lad who uh, I'd smashed the balls, as, uh, smashed me str- square in the nose uh, with his elbow or knee. I don't know. But yeah, I was completely passed out on the floor. <laughs> Tried to go back on. Ref was having none of it. Um, and that was the end of my uh, my day. So, yeah.
2: Can you Struck please explain to me long passes warm-up? It sounds extremely that village.
0: village. <laughs> it, it's It's very village. But one of the lads had said, um, you know, in the war, we just do like two, two touches pass, like very short. And he was like, oh, we don't do any longer ones. So I was like, oh, we'll extend it a little bit. So we'll do like 20 yards, just get the ball, pass it, you know, chip it in the air, bit of control, just to get the boys on. Um, I actually thought it was quite good, but it, it was complete chaos. And, and, yeah, like I said, I smashed one straight into
2: uh, Keough's uh, bollocks. Richard Keo. Excellent. Richard Keogh. Um, well, that's
1: an eventful day. Yeah. Ian, you've been quite uh, a bit poorly recently, haven't you? You're a bit sick, mate. You're back, though.
2: Yeah, bounce back. And...
1: People bounce back.
2: <laughs> bounce <James> back ability. <laughs> Roll Paris. Well,
0: actually, no, he's not bounced back as he's quite clearly in prison. Dead. <laughs> Is he dead now?
1: Yeah he died. Oh, right,
0: yeah. well
1: yeah. Hang on, I think so. I'm gonna Google that actually. I don't want to <laughs> oh, um God. I don't want to have another sorry to say. Uh Rolf Harris chat. First thing that comes up on Google, Rolf Harris dead. <laughs> um yep, died the tenth of May twenty twenty three in the United Kingdom.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, there we go. There Rest we go.
2: In peace Mr. My house. mother has
0: got quite a lot of paintings that he did um, that are now uh, well, they're clearly not on for show in the house. I don't know what she's done with them, but
2: yeah, definitely worth zero now. Oh, I don't know. Oh, no. That's got to be the rarest tangent we've gone on so far in six episodes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but probably the biggest news in um, my world this week is a new set of golf clubs. Um, a year ago, I would uh, mine taken from me, theft, from the back of my car in uh, the basement of my apartment, and I've not replaced them since until this week. So I went to a simulator, Boom Golf, in Auckland, um, and got them um, got them sorted out. And the first thing she said to me when I stepped into the simulator was, do you usually use a stiff shaft or a flexi shaft? <laughs> Sexual, isn't it? And I, I said, it depends how many beers I've had. <laughs> oh, God. That's when I realised I was probably still intoxicated from my night out on Friday. Oh, <laughs> God. Did you
1: get a reaction for that? Yeah, it was
2: great. Yeah, there was two bays, one next to the other, and there's a bunch of young lads next to me who found it very funny. I mean, you've picked out a three-wood. <laughs> what
1: uh what do they set you back, mate? What's a what's a set of golf oh, clubs in NZDs?
2: Um, three point five for the lot. Three and a half bags.
1: Three and a oh, half yeah. grand?
2: Yeah, brand new, brand <laughs> new the Callaway Apexes. Well, no, they
1: um, are top of the food chain.
2: Yeah, yeah, That's treat them. I don't myself, want the money to spend on golf clubs. It is. It's not a cheap sport. That's but a lot of money. Yeah, I'll get about ten years out of them. What have thought.
1: Or you'll snap one and throw it in a lake in your first encounter?
2: <laughs> yeah. That'll probably stop me actually when I'm about to rag my putter over my knee. Oh, uh, did, you,
1: um, did you go flexi shaft or stiff shaft? No,
2: stiff. For players as bad as me, it has to be stiff. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I lost a putter in a tree once um, <laughs> purely on the fact that I tried to put one, went miles away, so I just launched it and then it didn't come yeah. down. So that was the end of that. I, yeah. a, I think I only paid 100 bucks for that, though, so not the... So <laughs> threw, threw it into, into a, a, a bush. bush. <laughs> oh, it went straight in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> was I, can, the, I, can I
2: can imagine you doing
0: that. Oh, completely, yeah, head completely gone. Went straight in there.
2: How um, long man, was it. the putt? Was...
0: Mate, it was probably two feet. It was the most, yeah. the most simple putt. It's just, just fucking gone wild and gone fucking 10 metres back. Like, ridiculous. It was dreadful.
2: We should be able to hit a golf ball really well. Big lads, big limbs should be very good at golf.
0: Well, I, do you know what? I, I I'm all right, and I we've got a golf simulator at work, and the other day we're having a photo shoot for our new LinkedIn headshots. <laughs> I've gone in just as we're uh, we're waiting to uh, to have my headshot, and I've absolutely pinged one down the fairway on the golf simulator. Walked out so it was my turn to get my photo taken. And then there's just some girl has just gone, oh, look, a golf simulator. She's walked in, hooked one straight in the rough. I'm absolutely fuming, absolutely fuming. I've gone in and then it was like double par. Great, cheers. Oh, she's taking your next go. No, well, she's taking my next go, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Does she, not see- understand?
1: Does she not understand basic simulator etiquette? No, she's
0: just, she's just literally seen like, oh, ball on the fairway, have a go. Fucking then whacked it in the rough. Brilliant.
1: Last time I played golf uh, there was a moment on about the 14th green where I was we were playing four ball ambrose so everyone had to, you had to take three drives minimum from each person
2: yeah
1: and um I managed to smash three straight and so we took mine immediately whatever I could hit so probably three out of my first six drives were not bad so we took them because the rest of my group could actually play golf and then <laughs> I sunk a putt from the edge of the green and then just repeatedly screamed, Just get me on the green. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sinking them from way up to I was, yeah, largely bad the rest of the time. Yeah. <laughs> really it's... frustrating game. So today's pod is very apt because we had decided before you got smashed in the face to cover the topic of villagers injuries so specifically injuries that we've suffered uh, or we've been aware of in uh, sporting contexts and uh, the story that smithy's gonna reel off with a gun to his head is one of my favorite stories full stop whether sporting related or not and i, I can't wait to hear that uh, before we delve into villagers injuries um i think
2: we need to check pat sack <laughs> Oh, cue the music. Postman Pat, postman Pat, postman Pat, and it villages side, Send us correspondence so we can talk our nonsense and everyone can have a regular right laugh. <laughs> <I'm
0: rumors. laughs>
1: oh, oh, now then, Sniffy, we have had.
2: You've got to stop calling, calling me Smithy. that. What, Smithy? Sniffy.
1: <laughs> oh, Sniffy, Uncle Sniff. Um, for context, that's what my... The reason we call Smithy Sniffy, is it's not nefarious. It's my daughter when she was about three and spent some time with Smithy. Couldn't say Smithy, so called him Sniffy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so now he gets called Uncle Sniffy. <laughs> that,
0: is, that is not a name you want to be associated with no exactly
2: with. especially not as a primary school teacher
1: yeah
2: alleged ex-primary school teacher by <laughs> the time this
1: has come out <laughs> um, so mate I won't even introduce it we've had great response to our animal 15 uh, so the rugby union uh, 15 made up of safari park animals and um, Mate, you just need to introduce this yourself because we've had some groundbreaking feedback.
2: Yeah, monumental feedback. Um, So I went to school. A few of the boys are are talking about it because they've got wind of the pod. Um, And a boy in my class um, came up to me and said that he wanted to create his own one uh, to get himself on the pod. And that happened to be uh, Dan Carter's son. So Dan is um, three-time Rugby World Player of the Year Two-time World Cup winning um, international test points record holder. Um, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. We're talking Um, New
1: Zealand all black. We're not talking, this isn't amateur hour. This is the
2: real deal. Um, So I've sent Marco home and said, you're not coming into school tomorrow um, unless you've got Dan's team for me. (laughs) 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 Uh, And he's produced the goods. So um, he's gone prop African elephant. I think, Which I think, I think like it. Yeah. Rhino at hooker. Hippo at tight head. Giraffe in the second row with a blue whale. Now there is obviously an asterisk next to that because it's not a safari park animal. But due to his status in the game, I think we'll let him off. Well, I'm um, probably not
1: going to correct uh, the all-time <laughs> point scorer in Test Match Rugby on that. Carry
2: on. No, he's got a gorilla at six, a lion at seven, and a polar bear, which um, we did debate, pussy. didn't we? <laughs> it was an absolute Yeah, pussy. what position's
1: he got the polar bear playing? <laughs> he's
2: got the pussy playing at eight.
1: So is he basically saying number eight to pussy
2: then? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> Pick the ball up off the back of the scrum and get smashed.
1: Well, we've heard it here first.
2: Um, he's agreed with me and gone with a chimp at nine that got abuse as well from you lot <laughs> uh,
1: on reflection they're going to have good
0: hands aren't they
2: yeah yeah dexterous definitely. dexterous um, he's gone with a dolphin at ten I think right, we did discuss hang on that. this is the one that I got absolutely slammed for yes the same
0: you did hands. yeah Dan yeah. Carter has gone with what I've said so <laughs> yeah. we can take it all back now <laughs> Tom Mannerberg and Dan Carter both agree with a dolphin <laughs>
2: yeah excellent and that is because it's obviously the most intelligent animal um and therefore the number 10 is the quarterback and needs to be pretty smart i think that's his thinking there
0: right so because i say it he got laughed at because dan carter is suddenly it's always the most intelligent i've now found
2: a reason to agree with it yeah
0: right brilliant yeah
2: (laughs) next uh cheetah uh on on one wing now interestingly dan's son also had a cheetah and he had um, the captain's armband next to the cheetah. And I said, why Why would you do that? Um, not much of a leader, I wouldn't have thought. And he said, well, Richie McCaw was the All Blacks captain and he was a cheat. So I went with the cheetah <laughs> as my captain. Wow. Wow. Yeah, absolutely slammed him, which uh, which I found very funny. So he's gone with a tiger at 12. He's gone with a bear at 13 which what, uh, kind of bear? Yeah, no uh, doesn't stay. There. Doesn't actually stay. I'll have to inquire about that. Give him um... a call now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine?
0: <laughs>
2: Why is they're Mr. Say, Smith just, in say,
1: just say Kodiak and then hang up.
2: <laughs> I did actually see him today. I went down to a rugby tournament today, and I totally forgot to ask him about the animal fifteen. I should have done. Um, he's got a peregrine falcon. At fourteen, I'm assuming that's because it's the fastest animal. That's
1: that's
0: uh,
2: I like that. I'm a big fan yeah. Of that. So um,
1: again, I think I said a bird at fullback, and I got laughed out of the joint.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, 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 and rightly so. It was ridiculous.
1: Although mine was a toucan. Not yeah, a and was
0: two two. Um, yeah,
2: and that was ridiculous. And then I an ostrich. We've got an ostrich at fifteen, which I think I mentioned as well, coming into yeah, the line at no. pace. I think yeah. you're
1: going to have some massive suspension issues with an ostrich because they're, <laughs> they're nuts. My experience of them is they're very irrational beings.
2: Yeah, so...
0: <laughs> I think so on this side are liable to bite for the players, so we've basically got a team of Luis Suarez's.
1: <laughs> Emus make my mum look like she's the Dalai Lama.
0: like that. <laughs> we didn't say a llama though, did we? That would have been an interesting one.
2: No. So there we go. There's... Um... I think that's the first time ever Dan Carter's Animal 15 has been produced on a on a podcast and probably the last, but there we go.
1: And it's nice to raise our status because I've also had, not quite a Dan's status, but um, Pee Wee, Tom Poynton, um, massive friend of the pod, loves the pod, all-round great fellow, has a first-class century to his name, numerous 50s, couple of hundred dismissals, Um, behind the sticks as well as a wicketkeeper and, um, you know, impressive pedigree. I'm sure you'll agree. Um, We did put a picture up with his stats and Tom's uh, first-class stats a couple of weeks back, which are worth having a look at on our Instagram page. Um, Yeah, one first-class century between them, which is (laughs) impressive stuff. Um, Pee-wee reminded me, and I don't think he's been called Pee-wee for at least 18 years, I would think. Um, And only (laughs) I've ever called him that. Uh, But he he reminded me, and he's actually going to put in a bit of homework, and he's trying to dig out some photos. And his correspondence he wanted me to mention was our school cricket team was immense. So obviously we had him as our best player by a long way um and our opening bowler was the man child that is brett bird who's at the age of 12 or 13 was built like a fully grown man couldn't he throw a javelin
2: about 70 meters age 10 something like that. yeah
1: he's an amazing athlete strong fellow anyway we had a great (laughs) cricket team and our coach coach of our cricket team wasn't a pe teacher um it was a uh, history teacher called Mr Ferguson, first name Duncan, and I'm not talking about Duncan disorderly <laughs> <the> old, uh, <laughs> Everton player, and he was apt to estimate, I would say when he took over our cricket team when we were in year seven, he would have been about 66 years old, and so by the end we'd played in a national final at Headingley and and lost, but we 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 had a really good good side that had, we were travelling around the country playing cricket, and at the end of it we decided because Fergie was retiring from his job as a history teacher and because he was such a legend we put on a, a game for him at the local cricket club and um we had some local celebrities <laughs> to put in it not quite celebrities but we had a team so we had our school team against the team that we managed to put together now the captain the opposing team was then Burton Albion skipper Darren Stride, who was a good cricket player at the time. We had players like, who Tom will know, and maybe you, if you like, James Ede played for them. Yeah,
2: Ead, yeah.
1: Um, very good cricketer in his day. I'm not sure if he still plays. Drake was, on Hambury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he played a bit for Derbyshire, maybe, at one point he was pretty close to. We played for um, Derbyshire, Yeah, there you go. And mm. um, then <laughs> and, um, what, he, what he brought up to me was yeah, he's going to find some photos from that which will be legendary. And it made me remember. So we fielded first, our school team fielded first, and um, Stridey opened the batting. And he could, he's actually a very good cricketer, and his old man was a really good cricketer as well. So Stridey opened the batting, and Brett Bird was like bouncing him and stuff, and it was quite funny. <laughs> And I remember points said to him, um, throw him a football, see if you can play that. <laughs> and to turned around and laughed. And then anyway, they hit, I don't know, 150, something like that. We went out to bat and we said to Fergie, you need to open the batting. Um, you got to open the bat. And just go out there, have a swing, have some fun. And he was really made up. He was nearly in tears because he, lo- you know, he loved us. He loved yeah. cricket. Was his thing. He went out to open the batting. James Ede was opening the bowling. Who was quick at the time. <laughs> and obviously saw the fact it was Fergie and came in off a couple of yards. And the plan was to bowl him a full toss. He'll lash it for four. Yeah. And then, you know, he'll be happy. So ede has got a brand new ball in his hand. Brand new cherry. <laughs> <laughs> Came in up four yards. Let go of one way too early. As bold a beamer at Ferguson, who's about seventy-one years old. No helmet. Hit him square on the top of the head. Oh, no. No. God. Yeah. Hit him square on the top of the head with a brand new rock.
0: Oh my <laughs> He's
1: not gone near it. He's had to be walked off the pitch. <laughs>
0: No, no, in his own,
1: in his own, in his own um, charity game, whatever you want to call it. Oh God, um, that really tickled me. That's amazing. It's it it been seven's play, and obviously Edie felt terrible, terrible about it. Um, and then we all got to pick a song to walk out to bat to because we'd all had it, and <clears> I walked out to "Enter Sandman" by Metallica, and that was all brilliant. I remember about that day. So I appreciate points bringing that up, and if he digs out some photos. Um, there'll be some legendary stuff because there's potentially out there a picture of me and Stridey together, the Burton Albion legend.
2: Which Did you nice very quietly see. sneak in that Stridey got a tonne fifty in that game?
1: Their team scored a tonne fifty ish. It was right. a it was a um, it was a twenty twenty. I think they hit like they smashed it. Right, okay. Um, no Stridey wouldn't have hit too many. Right. I don't think, but I, I just know that he was a reasonable player. Like he was an, he's an athlete. Like he could get by. Yeah. Did uh, Vince Evans play? Yeah, that,
2: sorry, did, did Vince play?
1: Yeah, Vince was keeper. He's a great gloveman.
0: Right, yeah. with with Vince Evans. Sorry, because I've had a few questions from a couple of friends about Vince Evans. Um, can we can we actually discuss what the the rumor slash truth was about Vince batting with a stump? Because I've told. <laughs> yeah various tales about this and I've been scrutinised, probably rightly so. But what actually, Rafe, I'm sure Rafe. you know this, what did he actually do with the stump?
1: So Vince Evans, um, for people that didn't go to our exact high school, was a <laughs> he was a bit of a legendary PE teacher at John Taylor High School and loved his athletics and cricket and that kind of thing. And the story goes that he played in a second 11 game at Barton and went out and batted with a stump because he was getting, I think he'd had a bit of a verbal, you know, a bit of an argument with someone in the opposition and apparently he's gone out and batted with a stump to make a point and hit 50 or or something. But it's one of those things where I've heard the story, I just don't know if it's true. If it is, he's the man's got an enormous set of cojones on him.
2: Someone like um, you would know.
1: He... Was a brilliant keeper though. I played twice against him and he was in his, again, would have been in his 60s and he was lightning as a wicket keeper. Um, but my endearing memory of him was actually um, <laughs> 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 at the final school, so national schools final that I mentioned earlier. We got through and we played against Wickgift School from London where players like Jason Roy have attended and numerous other Surrey and England players. And we got there just through complete chance, really, and we beat some pretty good teams on the way. And uh, Fergie felt like he needed some backup for the final, so Vince Evans came up. And I was bowling just before the... Uh, drinks break and I bowled a couple of short ones that got pulled away for four by their batsman I was just walking to get a drink and Vince Evans came up to me and said you've got to pitch it up and I said oh I said he's hit them both off middle and he said I don't give a fiddler's firkin pitch it up
2: (laughs) 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 fiddler's
0: firkin yeah Okay, so that's your favourite memory from Vince, because my favourite memory was when we played rugby house matches and uh, I was in Wedgwood and we were playing against Johnson and Dom Richmond, who uh, is a fan of the pod, um, but was also in my band at the time, who was uh, not the... the...
1: early, drain to town
0: today. <laughs> I mean, he, he's not a big man, is he? He's not a big band, But basically, I had the ball and my rugby knowledge is pretty ordinary as you, everyone's probably told or can judge by from the previous pods about me having no fucking idea what's going on. I basically got the ball. I have just kicked it at him deliberately, and I have just dump tackled him and uh, basically absolutely clattered him. And Vince has stormed onto the pitch in rugby house matches, set me off, banned me for the next game against Garrick. And I, just to stand <laughs> Garrick. And I just went, great, this is... a. Uh, this is rugby house matches, and I've I've been banned by Vince Sevens.
1: He was a legendary. He was a legendary teacher. He was certainly of the old school, wasn't he? Yeah.
0: Um, he was. He was. He was a
1: well, fucking brilliant boy, though. Apparently, brilliant.
2: played tennis at Wimbledon, like in the qualifiers, and also what? played cricket for Warwickshire, didn't he? I think.
1: I just think I think all of this is uh, stories that you hear through the traps. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um,
1: because I find it hard to believe that you'd be you're such a talented man and you teach you're teaching P.E. to a bunch of morons um, at a bang average
0: school in the middle of England I, so, heard I only got a no, he was two under at augusta once. <laughs> oh
2: dear I yeah. heard he
1: was a, an amateur uh, amateur race car driver and then he got he got thrown out because he was too professional i said oh you <laughs> Said all you know, professionals said, I'm not a professional.
0: (laughs) Uh, And now it's time to go into the football roundup. (laughs) 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 Well, lads, obviously, uh, a a couple of weeks missing the pods and it's it's not been the best start to the season um let's say that i mean the fact that we were six out of six losses (laughs) not great not great but there's been some good results over this weekend which um we'll we'll begin with with uh fc took on stockport county and i managed to get their first win um thanks to danny johnson who we've mentioned numerous times the dj Um, And yeah, we got a cracking 2-1 win at home to Stockport County. So absolutely buzzing with that, buzzing with that. But, well, it was Brewers v Derby. Yeah, the A38 Derby. The A38 Derby, the Battle of the Trent, the Carling Derby. It was, uh, well, it was a pretty miserable result for the Albion, but a a cracking one for the Brewers. Uh, Obviously, a 3-0 win for Derby. Sorry, did I say Winston? Yeah, Bullets? cracking Sorry, win. No, no, Arden. no.
2: You've um, Sorry, got I was, your P's I was, and Q's mixed up there, mate. Yeah, cracking win for the right, Rams. I was reading uh,
0: that Collins, Hurrihan, and Washington were the uh, goal scorers. So, Smithy, I don't know if you watched the uh, the highlights or any comments on that. Yeah. I'd quite like to hear about you, about what your thoughts were from the uh, the, the Albion side.
2: Yeah, I did watch the highlights. Um, I'm not sure, I was saying to Ray Filling. I'm not sure whether the, the Highlights packages that I'm sent as a Derby fan are different to what Burton fans are sent. Um, but from my end, it looked like we could have scored eight. Uh, <laughs> um, Mendes Lang, the lad with a big wang, he's he missed a hat-trick of chances. And Max Bird has missed literally from half a metre. Like You've got to go on YouTube and try and find this because it's the worst miss I've ever seen in my life at any level of football. Um, The ball's been squared across the box by Mendes Lang and he's on the back post. All he's literally got to do is hit it with any part of his body and it goes in. Um, And somehow he's gone at it with his left foot, missed it, tried to go at it with his right foot, missed it. And yeah, terrible. But yeah, 3-0 win, can't complain. Very worried about the previous two results. Um, As I've said before, my family still go and watch the games and their reports are that we need a striker desperately. We've sold McGoldrick to Notts County, who scored 22 for us last season. Haven't replaced him, so yeah, mixed mixed messages from me at the moment about the Rams. Not sure, although we're still favourites to go up.
0: I didn't really i Martin Waghorn either. Yeah, so. we signed
2: him. What happened was, um, you know, I had to talk to you about that testimonial that we had for Craig Forsyth, Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was Martin Waghorn, who was without a club, came back and played in the testimonial. And the manager liked his performance so much that they gave him a contract. That's incredible. Yeah. Never ever heard of that before. Yeah, Waggy played his way in. Um, Yeah,
1: Wags. And I'm obviously fuming with that result. Um, But Burton do this every year, start off terribly and they'll end up mid-table fodder again, I would think. Um, Whenever Burton lose, though, at home, it always reminds me of a time that... um, I used to go quite a lot with my dad and and the Sheikh, and um there's a woman and i'm assuming she's dead now she was very old when i used to go I <laughs> know um, exactly who you mean yeah around 10 years ago and she goes to every burton albion home game she always stands in the terrace behind the goal she fills a bag full of ripped up newspapers <laughs> and For the sole purpose, whenever Burton scores, she launches the newspapers in the air like confetti and shouts. And she's really vocal, horrendously uneducated, and (laughs) knows nothing about football, even though she spends most of her life watching it. And there was a time once where I got no idea who Burton were playing, but we, we conceded a goal. And when we conceded it, and I won't say exactly what she said because she's screaming obscenities, but she basically, in a thick Burton accent, said words to the effect of, I'm bloody sick of this and I'm bloody sick of you all. This is not good enough. I'm bloody sick here. And my brother, who was standing next to me in the row behind, started laughing his head off at her and she turned around and went, and you can bloody shut up and all. <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine if she's still oh, alive, we fuming yesterday and if she wasn't, we'll have been turning
0: in her grave. <laughs> What I was quite happy about around uh, the midweek and, and this and this game over the weekend was that uh, a shout to my brother-in-law Michael Corbyn, who did send me a video of him just shouting Brewers when he was at the game, and then I also received one yesterday from from uh, my, my sister, and he was on the he was on the driving range and he shouted Brewers top of his voice, and then someone turned around saying they're losing two one. <laughs> and at the point he said, 2-1 he went no 2-0 <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's that's great
2: answer. Oh, that's good I like that how did you get on in your game this weekend Ralph did you play today
1: yep yeah. 1-3-2 thriller I yeah, scored team. an own goal I scored an own goal
2: oggy 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 I
1: was front, po- front post and I've just not been able to spring myself off a corner to get rid and it. it skimmed off the top of my head right into the right into the bottom of the net, which meant my team were struggling in the last few minutes to hold on to a three two win. Horrible but, feeling,
2: uh, isn't it? Horrible feeling. One of the worst feelings in sport, I think, that scoring Oggy. If it me if it mean, matters anyway.
1: I mean to be honest, I found it quite funny. I imagine <laughs> how funny it looked on the side of the pitch. Um yeah, three two commanding display from from the Riverside Olympic boys. Um few of which uh, do listen to this pod so I'm keen to probably get a couple of them a couple of stories from from a couple of the hotheads that are in that team um, um yeah so
0: good result
2: your football time ended in disaster from you as all well. we've already complete, heard about
0: complete disaster we, yeah. we, uh, we had a chance to, to win today for in contention for winning the league um, and we we lost three 0
2: and you only played 20 minutes I played 20 minutes yeah, yeah. and then sat there it was an old
0: boys day for the club so we had all the old players come down
2: and uh, we uh, yeah ruined it for Got them. Got roundly so. trounced. So, Who went yeah. in goal? Did you have a reserve keeper, or did you just have to? Uh,
0: well, funnily enough, um, a couple of weeks ago when we didn't do the pod, I actually had a back injury again, sort of twenty minutes in, and uh, a lad called Toast. And the reason he's called <laughs> Toast, he's always looked like he's burnt. Um, <laughs> <know> <laughs> There's no racist connotations to that. It's just he's always oh my god, bloody, just leathered all the time. So he got in goal for me when I got subbed off, I and mean, then he pulled the hamstrings, so I had to go back in goal. So he went back in the goal today. What so, a balaba. Uh, he did pretty well, but um, yeah, 3-0 loss, and yeah, we'll probably finish second or third, but make finals, so it's not all doom and gloom.
2: We uh, won the league uh, on Thursday night. I didn't even know it was the final, because uh, i have been ill for a bit and hadn't played, but we managed to make our way through to the final, and I bagged a couple, uh, it was actually two-all, which was disappointing in a final. I felt I didn't feel like we deserved to win um, because it was a draw. I was expecting extra time and pens. But because we actually won the league, and then it goes into a round-robin and then sort of semi-final-final, because we'd won the league, they just said, oh, well, you start the final with an advantage, which That's I horrendous. found, yeah, horrendous, very disappointing and very Kiwi, actually. Like That would never happen in England, ever.
0: It really shocks me that, that having... A country that lost on boundary count, would, uh, they would enforce, uh, you finish finished top, so therefore a draw constitutes a win in a final, yeah. that's embarrassing.
2: Yeah, so two all, a um, couple of good long range efforts and also got yellow carded um, for a, a verbal tirade at a <laughs> an unsuspecting 18 year old official who was <laughs> almost <laughs> certainly a volunteer. And speaking of, uh, of yellow cards,
0: Rafe, can you describe to me what uh, you told me the day about someone with a when they got yellow carded in the in the stands at the football? Was that you who told me that? Go on. Have I completely mixed up stories too about being given a cheese?
2: Oh, yes. Oh, no, oh, you yes. haven't.
1: I really appreciate that. <laughs> oh, God, so this is good. So I was in a bar in Bali, and I've been getting right behind the Matildas, the Australian women's team who are flying in the World Cup. I was in a bar in, yeah, in Bali, and it was one of the only sports bars I could find that were playing it. And we, Sarah and I were sat there at the bar uh, right in front of the big TV, and next to us were a group of... Uh, fellow Australians who are in there who coincidentally were from Hobart so just down the road from me which I didn't realise till a bit later on anyway they're watching the football I could tell they half they weren't just randomly watching the football they, had, they knew their football reasonably well from the way they were shouting and carrying on and that kind of thing and there was a point where who were they playing they were playing Denmark I think and one of the Danish girls has just fouled an Australian player and pulled their shirt they're fallen over that's it ref runs over and one of the Aussie lads next to me said that's got to be worth the cheese show her the cheese <laughs> <laughs> and then the ref pulled out a yellow card and they went
2: yeah
1: I just thought <laughs> funny the idea of pulling at cheese is like a mini yeah. cheese slice that really made me laugh I've never heard that in my life I don't think anyone outside of those lads has ever called it a cheese either, from
2: my knowledge.
1: <laughs> Good feedback for the pod if you ever called it a cheese.
0: <laughs> Tremendous feedback if, uh, mm. if anyone has done.
1: But well, we better crack on, lads, because we're time is of the essence. Mm. Um the topic is injuries. Now I don't want to delay this because Smithy's sporting injury is is as I say, probably one of my favorite stories. I was not present at it, but I was with him in the aftermath and helping certainly helping him reattach his spinal column after this happened. So Smithy, we'll probably kick off with you. Uh,
2: yeah. So on my way over to, um, Australia, um, well, my time living in the Southern hemisphere, I guess I stayed over with Rafe while I was having an absolute debacle, sorting out my visa situation. Um, and I've, uh, this is another one of Smithy's Tinder traumas, actually, isn't it? I've gone, I've gone on... Uh... <laughs> great segment. It's a great segment. <laughs> like
1: a Netflix documentary series, <laughs> Tinder trauma.
2: So I've arranged to go on a date. First time I'm meeting this girl, um, and she's quite into sports. So we go to the local um, tennis courts to have a hit. bit random. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, literally first rally that we had I just dropped the ball um, sent a um, forehand down to her end of the court she shanked it off the metal immediately um, and it's just dropping over the other side of the net and already I'm scrambling okay she's caught me on my heels I'm scrambling towards the net and as I've lunged to try I don't even know why I tried to lunge why didn't I just let it come back to me could have just done two bounces and come back to me But I've lunged at the net and tried to volley it back to her. And as I've lunged, my right foot's hit the floor and my back has completely popped out. Um, Which, yeah, gone. I'm lying on the floor, staring at the clouds. (laughs) Racket has gone. Um, Don't know where the ball went. (laughs) <laughs> what felt like an age of me in agony on the floor. I've just seen her pop into my view. So, like, are you all right? <laughs> it, uh, when I think back to it, I felt like Alan Partridge under the, remember in that scene where he gets a cow dropped on him on the barge? <laughs> there's a
0: cow on the barge, there's
2: a cow on the barge. <laughs> are you okay? And I was like, I oh, no, I'm not okay. <laughs> I'm not okay. Very <laughs> right I've literally met this girl five minutes before. There's um, a on me. Yeah. <laughs> Get Cliff Thorbin! <laughs> just
0: no ex- not to it. no, ex- he's not a snooker
2: player. snooker player. So yeah, I've ended up rolling myself off the court. Um, yeah. And we had to go and sit inside. I could barely walk to the cafe. Um, and yeah, that, that led to me eventually having spinal surgery, believe it or not. If um, a while later, (laughs) but I spent a while, yeah, I'd popped a a ball to the disc in my back. My L5 (laughs) S1 was completely shagged. Um, So I've, um, yeah, I eventually did kind of do a bit of rehab and went back and played football a bit, but in pre-season I rolled my ankle. And then I was overcompensating on one side, and yeah, it just it just happened all over again. So that was the initial um, trauma that I suffered. You and then did,
1: you did get a second date from memory, didn't you? Though. Uh,
2: yeah. Shout out um, Elaine. Yeah, she's um, so we didn't see each other again until she moved to Melbourne. and I moved to Melbourne. Um, uh, <laughs> this is quite funny. All like this um the second time i think the only other time i met her i went around to her house cooked her some food and then we sat you and watch, watched watch. and then we sat and watched um melbourne stars play in the t20 and she was like, genuinely really interested um to learn the cricketing fielding positions which i found fascinating not sure why i didn't put a ring on that one actually i'm surprised you didn't watch broke back mountain <laughs> no I genuinely remember us like being very interested about the fact that there was a long on and a long off and like yeah mad yeah back
1: to the future sorry
2: carry on what was that who won the tennis match
0: yeah who won in the end so I assume that was uh, done on uh, points was it
2: well it was the first shot of the game mate I was was KO'd first shot of the game (laughs) wow Literally, the first rally, of the mat, first rally of the game, I literally gently rolled her <laughs> forehand. She shanked it over the net. I'm in hospital. <laughs> Lane one, Smithy zero. <laughs> yeah, we'll call it that.
1: And it's funny because it's not even in your top five worst Tinder dates. <laughs>
2: and next
0: week on Smithy's Tinder Trumpers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, excellent. Yeah, so that's. I guess that's mine.
0: Tommy,
1: injuries.
0: Injuries. Well, uh, probably the worst. Um, and I remember under seventeen cricket. Uh, and do you remember uh, Walton were like a laughing stock of the of the league. And no disrespect, but they were they were dreadful. They were awful. I remember uh, I was playing for Doncaster at the time, and uh, Burton had played them the week before, and Adam Foster had got a hundred against them. Holly. Well, so I was thinking, right, this is my time. Like I'm going to get, I'm going to get a ton. I'm going to tee off. And I'm, and I remember it was a really, sort of rainy day, but the, the wicket was rock hard. So I wore my bowling boots, full spikes, just to give me that extra bit of grip. I got to about thirty, playing absolutely off my dick as well. <laughs> oh God! Smashing it, absolutely smashing it. <laughs> and I think it was Jamie. It was is it Jamie Williams. I don't know. Could be completely wrong. Yes, um,
1: I
2: know. Yeah, yes.
1: FA Cuphead. Yeah. There we go. Got his um, name right. Brilliant. He's the, the
2: Ginger Harmison. His sister's with Jamie. Hannah. Right. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, shout out to Hannah.
0: Um, and he's bowled one down the leg side. Anyway, I've gone to absolutely whip it, and I've heard a big crack, and then I've literally landed in a massive pile on the floor. At <laughs> which point, I've just like looked up and looked at my knee, and my knee is completely dislocated, at the side of my leg. Oh. Oh, I'm in a bit of trouble there. So anyway, I'm just lay there, and uh, ambulance came on the pitch, and I'd just got back from Australia. So I it was when um, like Adam Gilchrist was wearing all his Puma stuff, and he had a real good, there was a real good year for Puma cricket, and it was like the proper, like real nice orange, orange sort of bats and pads and gloves they had. And I bought some whites as well, and the, and the ambulance bloke was like, mate, um, we're going to have to cut your trousers and obviously he gave me a bit of the gas at the time and I was like, please don't cut these. I got them from Australia <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's cut me trousers and I'm absolutely fuming and then I just remember just looking at my kneecap it was completely at the side of my leg obviously the gas is like taking you know taking over I'm suddenly really a lot more relaxed and I just watched him just pop my knee back in and just went, "Ah, oh, great and then yeah, spent the night in uh, in A&E um, they put it all, all back in, made sure the ligaments were all reattached. And uh, yeah, MCL, PCL gone, absolutely shafted. And uh, that was me, done for the season. So that was probably probably the worst I've, I've had. Um, but there is one other story. I don't know, obviously, we'll, we'll go into a few more. But um, this is m- more comical, is that when I was uh, playing for Dunstan, we played in the Premier League. We played at Elverston, which is the home of the Howe. Um, and I don't know if you've ever heard this story, but the how was a, uh, a horse that looked like a cow. <laughs> so it was nicknamed the how. <laughs> um, and it was again rainy day. We're like, yeah, we're not going to play. So they had goalposts on the side of pitch. So we, we had Steve Scrimshaw got a football out and we just sort of started kicking about. But I was trying to do bicycle kicks. Anyway, I've gone for one and I've done my back in. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, big trouble here. But oh well, we're not we're not playing anyway. Anyway, game's on, isn't it? And Martin clearly comes up to me and goes, uh, "Tom, um, yeah, can you walk that ball next over?" And I'm like, "Martin, I, uh, I've, I've injured my back." And he goes, "From football?" And went, yeah, and he just shook his head. Anyway, end of the game, like we, we were about to leave, my dad was like, "Right, come on, Tom, we'll let's drive you home." And Martin went, "Andrew, he's coming with me. We need to have a stern talk."
2: <laughs>
0: like, well. So I've literally had to get in the car with in the car with Cluers and drive 30 minutes back to Dunstall, and he's absolutely bollocking me, so tell me what I would I am and how I should be pissing about like that, <laughs> playing football, and he's hammered me all the way back to Dunstall. I'm literally like, oh, fuck. I was like, this is been shit, and he went, well, I'll buy you a Strongbow, but just don't do it again. I was like, <laughs> yeah, Sam, no worries, Martin. Kills blues. going to borrow a tenner. <laughs> Thanks for the Strongbow, fluid.
2: Rafe, injuries.
1: Yeah, well, I've, uh, I have i I've been lucky, touch wood. My only major injury happened when I was about seven years old, playing basketball in my backyard, and I tripped on a paving slab and smashed my face against the wall and broke my nose, which I still have issues with today. But the injury that I wanted to bring up, which was absolute gold dust, was when I was playing cricket here um, for the Knights. Um and we were playing away at the Shamrocks, uh, Westbury, where you've probably played Tom. um, best bowling figures in Australia at Westbury. Thank you very much. There you go. Nought for 33 off 12.
2: (laughs) Kiss my face.
1: (laughs) It was, um, it was, I remember it being scorching hot day, grim. It's a really grim place to go, to be honest with you, like very old clubhouse and that sort of thing. We had a fielder whose nickname's Quagmire, um, and he was fielding at deep mid wicket, and he was a reasonable bowler, awful fielder. And he a deep mid wicket was fielding. We had a leg spinner bowling who threw a full toss-up. Batsman has absolutely smashed it to deep mid wicket. Quagmire's got under it, symbols it, the ball smashed off his sternum. He's got up, thrown the ball back in, then he's On the side of the ground, he's on his hands and knees, holding his sternum. We're going, come on, Quagmire, all good. Come on, mate, let's get you back up. After a few minutes, he gets his breath back, stands up. The next, very next ball, another leg spinner, same, same batsman, smashes another one really high, and we're all—he's under it. We're going, Quagmire, get under it, and he's gone to get under it. Again, symbols, the ball's hitting clean on the head. (laughs) (laughs) And he's ended up, uh, yeah, I think he went off for a little bit. Uh, But that just came to mind as something funny where it it always happens in sport and the ball follows you, but it was two balls in a row. I remember cracking up laughing at that. But I've been fairly injury-free in my career so far, Um, I think. So I haven't really got any amazing stories of myself. I remember my dad playing in a Dads v. Lads game, uh, football, when I was probably 10 or 11. My dad was playing left wing, messing around. Um, and he, <laughs> then he snapped his Achilles tendon. <laughs> going after a ball, just trying to stretch to show off against the kids and doing his Achilles tendon. <laughs> and just getting no sympathy from anyone. Everyone laughing at him and... The usual thing and he was in great pain, obviously. Um, <laughs> so, yeah.
0: I remember just talking about Dads V lads. I remember I played a, like a Dads V lads game at Oro's Cricket Club and I was bang. I must have been nine or ten and my dad literally ran me out for a for a duck.
2: <laughs> That's great. That? And it's that apparently
0: I was just going, Oh never speak to him again, I'll never speak <laughs> to him. <laughs> He called, me for, he called me through for a signal, a single which was an absolute diabolical single, and, yeah, completely ran out. And, yeah, thanks, Andrew Mandelby.
2: yeah, Brilliant. So, big
0: sporting injuries. What are we thinking of, first up?
2: I always think of Glenn McGrath when, in the yeah. 2005 Ashes. Like he technically won that Series 2-1 when he was playing and probably the best bowler in the world at the time. And if he'd have played those other two games, it completely changes the course of history. And I think, I
0: was
2: there oh. yeah, didn't he do it playing football before the game? They were, they were. I think they were just like doing some fielding, and then like a loose
0: ball was just on the ground, and then he just just tripped over it, and done his ankle. And I remember I was sat there, and yeah, I'd have been probably fourteen, fifteen, and I remember Steve Rouse, the groundsman, he's just got <laughs> his, uh, he's got his. Uh, golf cart out and just wheeling him off. Yeah. Was, remember like that everyone was just like looking around going, Is it is is he done? Is he done or yeah. what? And then yeah, got announced and then famously Ponting had already said he was gonna gonna bowl and had to bring in Kaspervich yeah. and then the rest was history. Well, similar it.
2: to this Ashes as well, obviously Mark Wood if he'd have played the first two tests, I think it would have been a lot different, wouldn't it?
0: I think if Chris Woakes had played as well, that'd yeah. be a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. What I always remember
2: okay. uh, yeah. Rooney as well probably when Rooney was one of the best players in the world Euro 2004, was it? Is it World Cup 2004? I can't remember which one it was, but he it was, was absolutely tearing the whole show up, um, looking unplayable. And then he did his metatarsal, didn't he? Broke a bone well, in uh, his foot. Well,
0: that was, his metatarsal was 2006. So you'd have been in
2: Germany for that, Smith. No, no, no. That was when he got sent off against Portugal. The old Ronaldo wink. That was yeah, that 2006.
0: Was two, in 2004, he wasn't injured. 2006
2: was when he came back from the injury. Now, that was a different injury, I think, because he was—he said that he was absolutely done in before. On those documentaries, recent documentary, he'd been injured and he came back, and he said he was ready, but he wasn't. The one I'm on about is when he got actually injured during the game. He was running, I think it was against Portugal, he was running down the side of the box and he just pulls up, and he's broken a bone in his foot, and he didn't play again in the tournament. Oh, I think sorry. it was, I think it was thinking, Euro 2004 when, yeah, when he did his metatarsal against Chelsea, and then everyone. Was no, no, no. Yeah, that was 2006, and he's openly admitted since that he was shouldn't have played in World Cup 2006. He just did, which is annoying, having paid hundreds of pounds to go and watch it and then us lose. That's <laughs>
1: <Not much fair. laughs> No, was, uh, my, fuck no. My, the one that I remember um, completely different tact was 2002 the Spanish Draco Malfoy Santiago Canizares dropping <laughs> due to be he was due to be Spain's number one in that tournament ahead of Casillas and dropped a bottle of aftershave on his foot um I think the week before um the tournament. It smashed on his foot, cut his foot open yeah, and he's ended up now. severing the tendon. And so he's missed out on a World Cup where he would have been number one. And then subsequently Casillas obviously overtook him as number yeah. one. Um, serves Sorry. him right for being in
0: Slytherin, to be honest. But... <laughs> I also can't believe your pronunciation of Casillas. Yeah, Casillas. That
2: great... That's a, that's village. <laughs> that is fucking village.
1: How <laughs> you pronounce it? Casillas. <laughs> Casillas. Casilla.
2: Casillas. The double L is a Y. Oh, okay.
1: There you go. Yeah. Slow like tortilla. <laughs> and David Veer Correct. Yeah, it makes
0: but, sense. Speaking of nonsense, <laughs> like, do, you, I, I, do you remember? Uh, I mean, we're, we're talking women's cricket now, but um, Darnay Venier missed Mr. I'm pretty sure she missed a World Cup because she cut her hand on an avocado. <laughs> she the one
1: oh, that was also. Wasn't she the one that failed the fitness test for the last
0: World Cup as well? Yeah, failed the two K. Yeah, well, it wasn't an avocado she was eating then, was it? it was a <laughs> that one I actually I'm, I remember that coming out and I was like <laughs> that's that's pretty rough she come back from a broken foot and gave her a 2k time to pass and I'm like yes I get it you want to be able to pass a 2k time trial don't get me wrong but she's unbelievable at bowling grey at batting she's the captain and you're not picking her because she's gone 10 seconds over on a 2k time trial mm. that's so ridiculous I mean get to life get to life <laughs> yeah no, I think that's Really, yeah, not great, but yeah, cutting trying to cut an avocado and slicing your hand open and missing a, a World Cup is quite quite fun, isn't it? Mm.
1: All you do, you'd use a blunt knife. It's a it's a very soft, <clears throat> very soft thing in avocado. Blunt knife, cut around it, then you just squeeze the shell. I don't know what she's doing with a sharp knife around an avocado.
0: Well, there was there was not much chat about how ripe the avocado was. If she's obviously got a tough one, yeah, she's obviously really been giving it a good go, but. Like it's one, say, of has tomo- one of those Hass, one of those Hass avocados as well. They're an absolute joke. Yeah, but, oh, controversial. <laughs> Hass is one of my favourite avocados. It's the shepherds that really, you know, grind my gears. The shepherds. I've are got good. it
1: wrong again. Yeah, the shepherds. The yeah. Hass are the good ones. The Hass are the fat, juicy ones. The shepherds are rock hard.
0: Thank you very much. Yeah, sorry. The, are right? are um, the Hass are generally good, but yeah, like I say, it is a simple process. You, you you dig the knife in, you slot around, and she's clearly, you know
2: negligent in that that aspect. Right, boys, um, time is moving on. So, um, I have prepared a little game for us to play as usual at the end. Test your sporting knowledge. Um, This week, I've loosely tried to link injuries to longevity in sport um, and I've pulled up the Premier League players who have played the most, got the most appearances in the Premier League. I want you... Both to pick your top five and if uh, people who have played the most, and if you manage to get one that's in the top 20, I'm going to give you a point. If they're not in the top 20, you will not score a point for that player, so it's head to head.
0: And they played the most games in the Premier League, yes,
2: most I'll, Premier I'll, League I'll, appearances, I'll goalkeepers or not, yep, Yeah. no. Okay, have you got any ideas, Rafe? Um, Ryan Giggs. Hey Ryan Giggs. Tom? Uh, Gary Barry. Gareth Barry is, I believe, the record appearance holder. Gareth Barry and Ryan Giggs are number one and two. One all, gentlemen, after round one.
1: James Milner. That's a
2: great shout. Correct, Jimmy Milner. Coming in at number three. So unbelievably, you've got the one, two, three. Tom, you're up. Uh,
0: Frank Lampard.
2: Frank Lampard. Wow. Um, top four secured from the boys. <laughs> one, two, Champions three, League four. spots. Low hanging fruit
1: picked. Or if they say in Turkey, the Champions League.
2: <laughs> okay, two, two boys. All to play for. Wow.
1: I'm going to say John Terry.
2: Um, John Terry, correct, comes in at number 16. Get up there. 3-2. I'll go Paul Scholes. Scholes Scholesy, correct, levels it up at 3-3, comes in at number 14, Paul Scholes. Well, he might have been Oof. higher than that, actually.
0: He had a couple of years off, though, didn't he? When he came back uh, from the dead. Mm. Gary Neville.
2: G. Nev. Surely you would have thought he's in there with Scolese.
1: Yeah, he is, isn't he?
2: No, he's not made it. He's not made it. Bloody hell. I would have 100% thought he'd be in. Yeah. Unbelievable! <laughs> Okay. Stays at 3-3. Three, three.
0: Uh, I'll go the uh, ponytail lunatic, David Seaman.
2: Lobbed by Ronaldinho, famously. Uh, don't think he played t- enough seasons, mate. He's not in there. And I can't see him Ooh. in the top 50, even. Oh, so, God. I think he may have retired early there. Brilliant. Rafe.
1: Wow. I'm going to go with the world's hardest, Geordie. Alan Shearer.
2: Record Premier League goal scorer, is not on the list. I was shocked as well. Uh, not on the list. So a chance now for Mandelberg to take the spoils.
0: Uh, I'll go... I'm thinking of one club, man. I'll go Jamie Carragher.
2: Jamie Carragher uh, is correct in oh. ninth position on the table. It's a win for Tommy. The spitter has won it. How did you? well done, Tom. What does that make it? Who won the last one?
0: I believe that's uh, two on the bounce for me now. I won the uh, won the Ashes
2: one, yeah. Yeah, excellent. Rafe, need to pull your finger out. Well done, Tommy. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, boys. uh, That will leave it there, I think. Um, Just a reminder for all you villagers out there to uh, follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, subscribe. Share the pod. We're looking to get into India and China. What are we looking to say next week, Rafe? In China,
1: I want a massive knee how in uh, in China, ideally.
2: And then we're looking to break into the South American market, Argentina and Brazil, over the next month or so. So if you do know anyone around the world, um, let's build the village. Let's get out there. Um, correspondence. What are we looking for, lads?
0: Oh, I think anything to do with uh, Vince Evans. Um anything to do with uh, Smithy's Tinder trauma or your own Tinder trauma. That'll be nice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'd love to hear of. I'd love to hear of our listeners' Tinder traumas. To be honest, I think that's a, a great topic to cover on.
2: And obviously, any comedy injuries that um, have occurred over the years in your sporting lives, which would be fantastic.
0: Absolutely, and yeah, I will. We'll do the. Uh, fantasy football as well. So we'll put out something on, on Wednesday um, that will be a invite to the Villagers fantasy football. So the Villagers, we'll, we'll have our one team that we've selected. Um, I know we're starting a week late, but we've uh, had a bit of time off, but we'll uh, we'll get that posted on Instagram and please join in. We awesome. can win a signed photo of all three of us.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, I'll fly to Sydney and we can have a, a team photo. So, at the villagers pod on Instagram, like, share, get involved. Over and out, stay village.
0: That is very good. The swing works, the oracle again. Quite brilliant from Simon Jones.